Welcome to Entrust Equipping Leaders, the podcast for Christian leaders, people who equip Christian leaders, and people who desire to grow in their Christian leadership skills. Today, our host, Lori Lind, chats with Jason Pettis about Entrust's flagship training module, Facilitating Relational Learning. Women around the world are gaining small group leadership skills from this module. What about men? Let's hear what Jason has to say. I'm really glad to welcome my friend Jason Pettis to Entrust Equipping Leaders today to talk about some things about Entrust and some of the things that Entrust has to offer people. Before we get into all that, though, Jason, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, about your family, your involvement in church over the years? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I uh, came to the Lord as a freshman in college and uh, got into a really good discipling group uh, that helped me to to grow pretty fast and follow the Lord pretty well and get uh, kind of ingrained in my culture that part of following the Lord was being you know, pretty heavily involved in a local church of some sort. And uh, so now I've got married since then and had eight kids since then. And uh, the youngest is 12 now. So we've seen them grow up a little bit and uh, been involved in a couple of different churches and uh, and uh, pretty interested in small group leadership and also uh, just Bible teaching in general is kind of where my giftings have taken me in terms of being involved in church things going on. And uh, you did mention you've had eight kids since yeah. that time. Right there, you've got a little flock, a little discipleship Oh, my goodness. Group. Yep, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, how, I bet that feels like discipleship at times, or like it's it's your own small group, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's uh, you kind of have to definitely build it into the rhythms of life. I mean, I remember thinking about the, you know, the Old Testament believers were supposed to put the law you know, or uh, talk about it at, you know, specific times in the day and hold it at different spots. And I kind of interpreted that more loosely as just try to build it into the rhythms of life. So we try to read the Bible uh, a lot of times after mealtimes or whatever, when the kids were growing up. And and my wife is also, it was pretty big into Bible memory and getting those Bible verses into those little kids when their minds are like sponges. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can really see you and your wife, um, We've been in a small group together, and your knowledge of Scripture, both of you two, is it's extensive, and it's it's enjoyable to really talk about the Bible and mm, the Lord with, with you both. So prior to the year 2020, what, we're, there's a reason for this question, but up until the year 2020, what experiences had you had in small group Bible studies? Try to think about There's so many different kinds of experiences from being in college small groups and that's a whole different dynamic and different college small groups have a completely different dynamic and I was in you know quite a few of those then you get into young adult or married you know married couples with uh, uh, bible studies and those would have another dynamic and I would say you know right be- right before 2020 we were had been leading a small group for a number of years and um we have those more group discussions. I would think I mean, I mean, I'll kind of maybe lead into some of the, what I, you know, some of the weaknesses of leading those groups that uh, really, when I heard about what the FRL program was about, it was really appealing to me because, you know, you have those, there's so many group dynamics going on and how do you, uh, we got into a group where um, everybody was an introvert except my wife. 
And it was amazing when you, you get a whole bunch of people around and, uh, and you ask a question, it's just crickets for a long time, you know, and then, and trying to ask the questions, then or learn how to ask the questions that will get the conversation going. Cause you know, these introverts, their minds are going really well. And there's a lot of really good stuff that they've got to, to share, but you got to, to get them out. And, and that's, that can be a real challenge to get that, uh, to get that going. And, um, so I would say that would be uh, part of the experience. And then someone might come into the group who might have the tendency to uh, talk more than everybody else and then not give the introverts room. And so you see all those uh, dynamics going on and without really studying them, or not, when I say studying, that sounds a little bit more too um, collegiate, right? I mean, it's more just mm-hmm. giving some attention to those. And, and that's, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm dumping into what some of the things that when the FRL program takes you into those things like here's what's going on here's how this can go here are the dangers here are really good ways to work around these things and to deal with them mm-hmm. I think we've all had experiences we've been in a bible study group where it's really awkward and nobody really knows if they're supposed to talk or not or how much are they supposed to talk or yep. are we all just going to read off what did you all write for question one okay now what did we all write for question two if we have like this workbook or or, you know, I mean, just all kinds of different things happen in small group Bible well, studies. Yeah, and I, for I sure. could throw out some more examples from the, you know, my one of my first church culture was very much uh, more lecture oriented, right? So we get around for a Bible study and then um, it sounds like it's going to be a discussion and maybe it's a discussion for five minutes, but then someone just jumps in and just takes over and does the whole thing. And I don't know if they realize they're doing it or if they think that no one else has wants to say anything or what. And that can go crazy or. Uh, or when people are leading studies and they're asking a question and you know that they have a very specific answer in time and it feels more like uh, a tri- a game of trivial pursuit than a game of <laughs> like a discussion of let's study the Bible together. And so that's all those uh, little pitfalls of the the dynamics of conversations like that. Or uh, we were one just recently, uh, a bunch of couples at a group and the leader's like, well, anybody have any questions? Nope, moving on then. And I'm like, whoa. I mean, literally, that was there was no pause there, man. It's like, <laughs> you, like no one's gonna, no one is ever gonna fill that group unless like they're super extroverted and have a burning question, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't want to interrupt when they don't particularly seem to want to hear the answer to does anyone have any more questions? So all right, we're already talking quite a bit about issues that can come up in small groups and so on. So in nine in 2020. The year 2020, right smack in the middle of the peak of the pandemic, you took this Entrust training course that you've referenced a few times by its initials. It's called Facilitating Relational Learning, and we shorten that all the time to FRL. Um, first of all, it was, of course, it was just awful right in the middle of pandemic. We won't get into all of that, but what prompted you to sign up for that training ahead of time? You know, I wish I could remember exactly what it was. There was something about the description of it that it seemed to just like be right on the nose with some of the things that we've been talking about, about uh, the the common problems that usually come up in a small group dynamic. And then also like at, at the same time of putting its finger on those problems, it was also putting its finger on, uh, it, it was very even just in the descriptions of the intro material that I got, it was very descriptive of like, here's how we're going to address those things. And also saying these 
small group things are super important to spiritual growth and discipleship. And so how do we leverage these the most? And so when I saw that, I thought, this is one of the main things that I think God personally has called me to do, uh, is to, to be involved in this kind of small group leading. And this seems like the way to learn how to do it better. All right. So you saw that you signed up, you came to this. It was an in-person intensive format, which was like every day, pretty much all day for, I don't know, six or six and a half, maybe seven days. I don't recall exactly. Did we um, do it on the weekends? I feel like it was like two weekends in a row. Was it like maybe Friday through Sunday, twice in a two weekends? Oh, maybe that is, we might've done it like that, like a split intensive, we call that. We had a couple of days off in the middle to yeah. And don't Go forget the, 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 the pre-meeting homework. There's quite a bit of uh, uh, going through that workbook ahead of time. And, but it was, uh, that was, so that was, it was a definitely, I mean, I didn't take it lightly because I don't just jump into all these things. And I saw the amount of work that would go into it. Uh, what, what did they say? Is it 30 or 40 hours of work they recommend before the class starts just on mm -hmm. your own going through the workbook, mm -hmm. uh, which sounds like a lot, but um it, it's super valuable stuff. I mean, I found it's just really intriguing and and helpful helpful to go through. So it, it's it was a big commitment, and I didn't I don't just jump into I don't I can't think of anything I've jumped into the <laughs> like that uh, that was mm -hmm. that. But I but it was uh, it, this one was the one that it was just so appealing and seemed right on point. So that's I, I jumped in and really glad I did. So now to those that are listening, and we've kind of given little hints and pieces about it, but how would you describe to someone what facilitating relational learning is all about? Uh, to try to summarize what it's all about, you know, to, to the, the part that the parts that really stuck with me, I think, were how to uh, ask open questions. And that sounds really like, you know, you can read a five minute article about how to do that, but it's actually really hard to do, to ask truly open questions. It, and now think about it in terms of like, I mean, you can ask an open question about how you're, you know, a stranger and ask them an open question about their life. That's not hard. But like, if you have a text of, of, of scripture that you're studying, you know, you think of a, a, a 10 verse section and now how are you going to uh, go through that and um, ask open questions about that? Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a pattern that comes up in scripture, all the it's people who want to teach other people how to study there's this pattern that always comes up is that is first you want to spend a lot of time observing and then interpret and then apply. And the observation is super important up front because uh, here's because maybe people who have been in small groups will identify with this. If you start with very open questions that are not observational questions, then uh, you'll get such strange answers and people will be flying all over the place. Uh, just with whatever comes to mind from, oh, I saw the word hope in that passage. I'm really hopeful about this or that. And it's like, well, that's not what the passage is about. And so what mm -hmm. the FRL plan says is like, okay, here's how you deal with that. And and you do it. So this never, this doesn't, this was very unlikely to happen if first you ask open questions that can be answered from the passage itself. So when I ask the question, everyone's going to be looking down at the passage to say, okay, where is the answer in the passage? And ask after you ask a few of those now they've got that passage in their brain and it's they're a lot less likely to go off track. But you want to make sure they're not trivia questions, like I said earlier, you know, mm -hmm. or not questions where there's one pat answer to the thing. And that's it's and and F what 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 FRL allowed you to do is they would say, Okay, here's how you do it. And you're like, Oh, okay, I think I got it. 
And then it says, okay, now do it. Pick a passage and do it. And now you're going to do a small group in this right now with everybody doing it. And then we're going to critique you and say, Did that, was that an open question or not? You know, And so now, and then you do that, I don't know, a half a dozen times when you're doing it, everybody else is doing it. And you finally get it ingrained because it's so easy when you learn something like it's like, oh, I'm supposed to ask open questions. But if you've got a go-to style that you, you're going to fall back to that unless you have this, for me anyway, to have this intensive focus on do it. Now do it again and do it again and do it again until it finally kind of gets ingrained. And that's now my go-to way of doing it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I would say, I mean, there's a whole lot of other things that go with that. And I mean, I'm just kind of tapping, just touching on a few points and there's a few super important points about the whole thing that I'm not even touching on at all about the, you know, the group dynamics about uh, how do you deal with introverts and extroverts and get help people who are uh, to balance out the amount of participation. Cause everybody, we want everyone to say things. How do you make it? So you're not the center of the thing that, of the attention, like a, it's not a hub and a spoke, but because you want the people talking to each other, not just answering your questions back to you again. And how do you do those kind of things? So it's just, I don't know, hopefully there's throwing out enough things there that uh, the people who are listening can get a sense and something about all of those things will resonate as with a, that help to see the value of, of the module. Wow. You just said a lot of things that are really right on about what the module is all about. Um, and, um, Yes, I mean, there is a lot about that inductive Bible study format, observation, mm -hmm. interpretation, application, and kind of how to put a lesson together. And then it is so interactive. Each participant actually practices, I believe it's three times during the course of the, the days that you're meeting. And each time we all evaluate one another and, you know, what did you do well and what might you do different? And each time, you know, you when you do anything, sing a solo or ride a bike or whatever people can say well you you know your technique you did this pretty well but there's a little different way you might try that next time and sure enough there's something you're not even aware of and so i, I think that's nice too the the feedback and the interaction it was really interesting because i brought this idea of feedback up to someone else the other day about hey you know when we were sharing together about you know the scripture thing and then it'd be nice if we just said you know like if someone's going to give a little devotional or something right and say mm -hmm. uh and we want to get better at it then maybe we just say hey everyone's sure what's what it was what's one thing you liked about the devotional one thing you didn't like and you know, that could have been better about the devotional mm -hmm. i said that and this gentleman he's he like froze the idea <laughs> of criticism coming like he would never voluntarily participate in that. So it can kind of freak people out. And so if, if you're one who's kind of getting, like when Lori says about, about the FRL, that you know, you're know you going to have this feedback, you got to realize you're dealing with people who are pros at this technique. And they are really good because we don't like, it's not, the point is not to make people feel uncomfortable or worthless. And, and they're like super good at leading you through that in a way that's helpful, but full of grace at the same, full of both grace and truth, just like the Lord. And uh, it's it's challenging. And just, just being around people who can do that and letting that rub off on you for a little bit. So that's, it's not, even though it's um, taking that or going through a, getting critical feedback on a thing can be a little bit intimidating. You're, this is going to be the environment where uh, it's got the, most powerful uh, combination of truthful feedback in a grace and reaffirming package. That's a great way to say that. I love that. Yeah. And so the whole, 
concept is learning how to facilitate a discussion, a Bible study in a relational manner, taking into account the group and and uh, learning, learning that sticks for adults in particular and always under the guidance of the Lord and the Holy Spirit, of course. So having said all that, of course, I'm just putting thoughts into your head, but Jason, how, how has it impacted you or in what ways have you seen yourself maybe remembering something and applying it in some context? Oh, yeah. Uh, anytime I'm leading uh, a, a Bible study now, uh, I, I try to start by by actually writing down some observational questions about the passage to go through and, and making sure that they are open observational questions to start getting us grounded in the passage. Uh, I feel like it's heightened my awareness that uh, uh, to learn uh, I mean, there's there are little tricks that you you can pick up on on how to do that and how to get people going and and uh, and to just be cognizant of that. I think that's one way I put it into practice the most. Um, another one that comes into my head a lot is my tendency is um, like if I'm going through a passage, I just want to like I'm seeing really cool things. I just want to tell everybody here's what it means and here's how it is. And it's so cool. But mm. then, it, I mean, there's a format for that. There's a time to do the lecturing thing, but that's usually not what necessarily people are getting wanting to do in a small group. They want to want they want to interact, and so FRL taught me how to like lead a Bible study in a way that's I can still have the few comments that I really want to say, uh, but it doesn't become a one way street. And I still have lots of opportunities for other people to think to 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 say their things. And it also taught me how to. Uh, ask questions that leave the door open for the Holy Spirit to reveal to other people things that I've never seen before. And maybe the, it takes the passage in a whole different way, but it's still based on the passage. And it's still, you know, it's, it's what the Lord wants to teach out of that passage in that moment. And it was a little different than where I wanted to go. And before I would have been really uncomfortable with that, right? I'm just like, I have a very specific thought in my head and my questions would be very leading in that way. But when your questions are leading in that way, people sense that they know like he wants a specific answer and I don't know if I know what that answer is and they shut mm -hmm. down. Mm -hmm. And, and so to be able to uh, just change the style, to have an open dialogue and lead an open dialogue, facilitate an open dialogue about the passage. Uh, I, I, it's uh, I, I, when I got done with that, that the FRL thing, I thought, Everybody who leads a Bible study or a small group should do this because I, 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 I don't know if this is helpful to say, but then when you attend a study afterwards with people who aren't familiar with these principles, it's just so transparent. And they'll ask a question and right away you're like, that question is not going anywhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> that That is shutting everybody down, you know, mm -hmm. and it's not going to work. And, mm -hmm. you, can, and you know exactly because you just get a sense of, here are the dynamics at play here, and how. And once you see them, it's like it's almost like uh, I don't know. It's one of those things. Like it seems so obvious, but you had, you know, obviously it wasn't obvious to me either before I took the class. And I did the exact same things and got some of those same results, but didn't see it. And anyway, it it just turns the light on in a in a great way. Well, what would you say to someone like I had said earlier in our conversation that you really seem to have a wealth of knowledge about the Bible, and your wife does as well. And and now you're talking about leading a Bible study and studying your passage ahead of time and writing questions. What would you say to the person who says, well, 
okay, I've never led a Bible study in my life, and I don't feel like I know the Bible very well uh, for whatever reason. Could I? Would there be any reason for me to take facilitating relational learning? You know, yeah, I think that's interesting when you say it that way because I feel like you know the 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 perspective I'm bringing to it is sort of aligned with my particular giftings, but I don't see anything in the class that is oriented toward a specific type of gifting or personality or characteristic, uh, you know, for anybody to be able to just ask the questions and, and because we have some very quiet people in our FRL group, you know, very introverted, you know, you're going to have a, they're not going to be Mr. Uh, Charismatic when you're having a conversation, super smooth, but uh, they were there and they were doing it and you could, it doesn't take much. I mean, if you ask just the right questions and then let the group run with it, you are just uh, unlocking the, you know, the, the gate and letting it go. And so I would say it's, it doesn't, you don't have to be, uh, feel like you're a gifted teacher or have a bunch of knowledge in, in those things. Uh, and to just, if you're assigned a passage and you go through it and you can kind of, okay, where are the sort of the observational questions to get this thing started that I'm going to ask, ask them. And a lot of times the, for me, like the, the Bible study prep then is basically I'll come up with six or seven questions to take us through the passage and that's it that's it mm -hmm. that's that's what we're gonna do and uh it um it usually takes the whole time and sometimes a lot of times you have to pick and choose because when you ask the right questions and start the conversations going and then the group is interacting with one another hey you just sit back and enjoy what the lord is doing <laughs> mm -hmm. and yet does that you know the the fear i i could have when i hear that is well is it just like a free for all then like they everyone's just having a great time talking in response to those really good questions you asked and then oh look at the time where it's time to go home um where where is the balance with but there is something that the passage is really teaching mm, yep. and you don't want it to just be this great conversation for the sake of a great conversation yeah that's a good point um and uh, when I when I think about those six or seven questions now, those aren't just like six or seven. There's those are six to, in when I'm doing it. It's usually six or seven questions in a progression. You know, the first one to three are going to be observational questions, and then we get into more interpretive questions about okay, what what does that actually mean? Why is that happening like that? And then you can move into how how to we apply this or what is kind of the big take home. Uh, from this whole thing. So so in the questions, there is a journey that you're taking folks on and you might have to adapt a little bit as a conversation goes. But uh, yeah, that's, uh, it, it's interesting. I mean, when you put it that way, it's, you're taking the group on a journey through this uh, arc uh, of observation, interpretation, application with, you know, some variations in there. But you can still do that with just a very little question and leading here and there. And and, to, and transitioning from one topic to the next and one question to the next. Does that answer your question? I think so. Yeah. I think it's good to remember that it is, there is you, when you have those questions ready, you have really studied the passage, prayed over it, and you do have a thought of the direction. It seems the Lord would have you go yeah. with that passage that is true to what the passage is about. Right. Yep. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole, I think it's toward the end, you know, you kind of have all of these pieces of the, that the FRL uh, teaching put takes you through. And then one of the last ones is, okay, how do you put this all together into, um, they say, I don't know if they use, call it, use the word a lesson plan, but it's basically mm -hmm. like, 
here's how we're going to start. We're going to start with a, uh, 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 what do you call it? An introductory question, sort of an icebreaker question that, but that relates to the passage and they teach you how to do that and then take you to the next section, the next section. And then, okay, what's the main point that you're wanting to get? And uh, basically just give you a nice little package so that you can uh, uh, take a group through the passage in a meaningful way that stays true to the text of the passage. So, in, and that's really important. We really want to know that we're, remember, we're honoring scripture and the it is God inspired and it, we don't want to be making anything just what we want it to mean. Also, this course is called Facilitating Relational Learning. And that word relational can sound pretty touchy feely. And uh, it's true that a lot of women have taken this actually all around the world. Um, not as many men, but it's gaining. Attra some traction with men. So what was it, the experience like for you, Jason, taking this module? Um, yeah, that's interesting. I, um, uh, I never looked at it that way, I guess. I mean, there were, was there more guys and gals or gals and guys? I thought it was in our, in our uh, room. I thought it was fairly even, but I, I don't, I, I think, I, I think our group had a pretty good mix of men and women, but by far, um, overall, around the globe thousands more women than men have taken this this course thus far in time interesting uh i i, I can't help but think that's too bad because uh <laughs> guys guys do this and i i mean uh probably i mean I'm, i there's a part of me that wants to say guys need it more than 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 gals but maybe that's probably not true because we just get different things out of it or men tend to have you know, take things in different ways than women. And they, we both need to sort of fine tune and hone those things. I, I don't, I didn't find anything about this that uh, felt like um, it, I think I, I've told every guy that I've talked to, like who does this thing is like, you should do this. I mean, if you, <laughs> you're, you're kind of, I mean, you, to put it, I don't know. I don't want to discourage people, but it's like, you don't say you're doing a bad job. You're doing what you can before the war. I didn't do a bad job of things before I did FRL, but it, it brings your game up in this to such a high level that like, if you're, if you're going to do some small groups uh, or if you're doing small groups, this is going to be a super effective asset to making you more effective. And uh, yeah. Well, Jason, it's really good to hear your perspective on all of this. As a, as a guy and uh, having taken this in just the last couple of years and then put some of it into practice. So uh, thanks for talking about facilitating relational learning with me. And is there anything else you would want? Any more questions? Oh, no. no. Okay. I guess we're my... out of time. No. <laughs> nice. Yes. I'm kidding. But no. You need a refresher, Lori. That's what's going on. No, I really, it was, I think I, uh, I, I, I hope that if if this could encourage anyone to to sign up for the class I, I, that would be great I, I hope that that is the result of this because i think it's it's a powerful tool uh put together by very wise people trying to follow the lord and uh and help people lead other people more effectively and it's a powerful tool and toolbox for that you've been listening to entrust equipping leaders the podcast for christian leaders people who equip christian leaders and people who desire to grow in their Christian leadership skills. Jason Pettis and Lori Lind discussed Entrust's flagship training module, Facilitating Relational Learning, aka FRL. Find out about FRL in today's show notes. 
And join us next time when Jason turns the tables on Lori and asks her some questions. See you then. Bye.